Hello and welcome to Positive Birth Stories, Birth Blessings. My name is Josie Cawthon and I am your host. This podcast hopefully will bring more positive stories to your ears as you're pregnant or thinking about becoming pregnant because we tend to hear more negative stories that surround labor and birth. So we want to kind of change the culture and the thought about that. Today we get to listen to Jacqueline and Lee. They are two proud parents of uh, two beautiful young ladies. Uh, Aunt Ava is 11 years old and Zoe is 8 years old. Um, Jacqueline is a nurse and she understands the hospital system very well. So she educated herself really well, read a lot of books, and she also watched a documentary that's called The Business of Being Born, and it's all about the maternity care system here in America. So she decided that she was going to uh, use a midwife that uh, delivers in a hospital because that's where she felt most comfortable. We go through her story. She shares the disappointment on how informed consent really was not provided to her um, and dissatisfied with the, um, the lack of being heard, feeling like she was heard for the first baby. So you'll hear all about that. And then they get pregnant again, and she knows she needs a little more support. So for the second uh, pregnancy, she did hire a doula. She did um, want her sister and a birth photographer there, along with her husband, Lee, who was there for both births. So why don't you take a listen and see the difference that choosing your birth team really well made the difference for them. I hope you enjoy. I'm so happy to see you and just reconnect and hear about how the girls have grown up and where you guys are right now. But quite a few years ago, things were a little different. Can you, first of all, just introduce yourselves? So I'm Jacqueline Alexander, and it's my husband, Lee. <laughs> and we have two girls, uh, Ava and Zoe. And uh, Ava's about to be 11. So we met you before we had Zoe. Yeah, yeah. So um, talk to me about your first birth. What did that look like? So my first birth, um, I'm a nurse in healthcare, and a lot of what I wanted, what I didn't want, uh, birthing plans, watching the business of being born, doing all things. I already knew I was already established with a midwife um, and knew I wanted to go that more natural route. Um, but being in healthcare, I also know how difficult that is and uh, came to find out personally how difficult that is. When I went into labor, I was at 37 weeks and I guess four days when my water broke at home mm -hmm. and I waited as long as I could, but I had a subcraniotic uh, hemorrhage 
mm -hmm. that's how you pronounce it, mm -hmm. with that we were monitoring throughout, and so had significant bleeding after my water broke, and mm -hmm. we went into the hospital, uh, where it was a pretty difficult 14 hours on my back mm. without uh, a lot of support from the nurses or the mm -hmm. staff there. We had five different nurses for for that labor process. Mm -hmm. well, let me let me stop it for a second. So. Um, you said on your back. Did they not let you get up and move around? No. So they put uh, the monitors on my belly, mm -hmm. and uh, apparently, baby too. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, apparently, I'd lost a lot of fluids when my water broke, mm -hmm. so it was hard to capture her. Yeah. So they, I kept wanting to get up, wanting to move, and mm -hmm. they were like, "Well, we can't monitor her then, right?" Mm -hmm. And while I'm a nurse, I'm not a labor and delivery nurse. I worked mm -hmm. in vascular and stroke and other things. So I didn't really know how to advocate for myself and say, mm -hmm. like, no, we don't need to monitor her. Mm -hmm. um, but because of the complications, they weren't really sure where the bleeding was coming from, things like that. They wanted to keep a close eye on her, so I wasn't allowed to move. Uh, until they actually put one of those monitors on, on her head mm -hmm. because they wanted to trace her. So then really I couldn't get up, I couldn't move. Mm -hmm. um, so being in that position for that long is exhausting. Um, and, and then you can't and eat. And more painful yes. than if you're able to move and just deal with the, the pain, work with them. So you're, it's almost torture -like. But I did accomplish my goal of having, I didn't have an epidural. Mm -hmm. I did have her naturally. Mm -hmm. I cannot today tell you how many hours I pushed, but I know it was hours. I remember telling the midwife, um, who was Pam, her name's Pam, she was with the Lone Star um, midwifery at the time. And I remember telling her, like, can you just pull her out? I just, I'm exhausted. I'm you so don't. tired. <laughs> but I was able to do it. She helped me through it. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, ended up having pretty much the birth that I wanted mm -hmm. in that respect. But because it was so exhausting and just, uh, I felt really not heard yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. That's when we had our second one, when we found out we were having her, I was like, mm -hmm. you know, there are doulas, there are these other ways to do things. I had really looked into having an out-of-hospital birth, um, but Lee didn't feel comfortable with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you're in a marriage, you have to respect that. Um, well, and just because of the possibility of the complications that we experienced previously, we're slightly concerned about that. Um, and didn't want to have to, you know, pay for a birth center and then end up in the hospital anyway and, and the transfer, transfer and yeah. do all of that. So, uh, so that's when I uh, kind of asked around and mm -hmm. heard about you. And so um, I was. Wait, wait, we're skipping the good part. <laughs> Share a little bit about. So I, I want to expand a little bit on on being heard and feeling yeah. that you're respected and you're seen. So what were some of the situations that, that made you feel that you were not being heard? Um, so one thing was that, you know, I, I called the Lone Star when they told me to come in because you know, my water had broken at home. 
I was wanting to labor as long as possible at home. Uh, Lee was out of town. He used to work traveling a lot. He wasn't home. So I called my sister uh, and she rushed over. And she laughs now because I was sitting on a, a, one of those birthing balls mm -hmm. in my living room, bouncing, watching mm -hmm. Friends, <laughs> which is as calm as could be. And then, you know, noticed that I was bleeding. So called them, and because of the bleeding, they had to contact the physician, right? Mm -hmm. Physician on call, who didn't believe that I knew I was bleeding. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, then the nurses are like, Ugh, maybe she is, maybe she isn't. I'm like, so thankfully, uh, Pam, the midwife, was like, no, she's a nurse. She knows what she saw. Mm -hmm. And I had that, but because they're not there all the time, and the nurses yeah. are there. And then later, you know, as I know now, I was probably in transition, I got very, very nauseous. Mm -hmm. So that is the one medication I did have was some fenugrin. Okay. But because I couldn't move, I couldn't do anything, I couldn't eat anything, mm -hmm. and they weren't telling me what was happening. You know, yeah. when you have a first baby, you don't know. Yeah. And I'm just like, I can't throw up right now. Like, this is too much. Mm -hmm. And so they ordered the fenugrin, mm -hmm. and the nurses were just standing there at their computer. And I was like, um, we hadn't told them that I was a nurse. Uh, like, I hadn't gone out of my way to tell them. <laughs> but I said, I know the system. Mm -hmm. You can override it. Get me my meds. <laughs> they probably were like, what? Mm -hmm. Get me my meds. <laughs> She's like, oh, the order. And I was like, no. <laughs> go go get me something because mm -hmm. I don't want pain meds, but this nausea like has to go. Yeah, I can't survive all much. this pain and that. Well, and, and just the the constant revolving nurses. Yeah. You tell one one thing, and then she would get relieved by someone else, and you'd have to go through and explain oh, the same thing yeah. again to right. a new person. Mm -hmm. and, and it was the Are you sure you don't want an epidural? Are you sure you don't want drugs? Sure. No, I don't. I'm fine. I would like to get up. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to rest. I would like, like for Some you to communicate uh, mm -hmm. what you're doing and why. Mm -hmm. The informed part of informed consent. Yes. Um. So you know, now being older and a little wiser, mm -hmm. uh, I can look back at her and be like, "Look, it wasn't your fault. You were mm -hmm. in pain. You know, all of that." And the nurses are doing what they're used to. They're not That's used it. to an unmedicated, natural birth experience yeah. in the hospital. Yeah. They're not used to it. Mm -hmm. And they're used to give me my medicine, let me have a C-section. Mm -hmm. And so when someone sticks to their guns, they really don't know what to do with you yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's 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 a glitch here, it's or a road bump for them. They're like, wait a minute, I'm I'm right. functioning, I'm rolling, I'm rolling. Wait a minute, somebody wants something different. Right. I'm not sure how to approach this. Right. What do I do? Yeah. And so and you're kind of they they were probably mad. Right. Probably. Yeah. I'm sure they went to the nurses station. And they were all talking about. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Because I've been in the nurses station. Yes. <laughs> you know what that looks like. Yeah. You know what that looks like. But also at the same time, it's not your body. That's it's not right. your birth. And it's not your, like, forget that the room could be used for someone else, but too bad. Yeah. I'm, I'm allowed to take up space. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So thankfully I did. Yeah. I, yeah. But it was a rough, rough day. <laughs> it was a rough day having me, but yeah. And uh, thankfully I didn't go to work that week. 
that my water broke as I was putting my shoes on to get to work. Mm -hmm. I remember that. Okay. And so, uh, working in a cath lab up and down, I was working a holding, so um, doing all of that stuff. With them. Seven, seven days in each shift? Usually I was at work by yeah. seven. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and Lee was in, you were in Dallas, right? So mm -hmm. you had to drive back, but you did make it. I mean, yeah. made it. You made it for that one. <laughs> so, yeah. so yeah, that was sort of the main reasons I didn't feel heard mm -hmm. or seen. Now, looking back at it, you know, those are kind of funny stories and little things mm -hmm. that we can tell the kids. But at the same time, it's like, how do we have conversations about changing healthcare in this country? Yes. Especially for women. Yes. Especially for this natural process yes. that is no longer allowed to be natural. Right. We want to get you in and out the door. We want to give you the meds. We want to get you out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd had a friend who came to visit me after I had Ava, and she had had a baby three months before. And I was walking around the room because, you know, I didn't have an epidural. I right. could walk around. Mm -hmm. And she was like, whoa, you're up already? Whoa, you're doing this already? I'm like, yeah, this is what it should yes. look like. Yes, I'm in pain. Yes, there's other stuff. But mm -hmm. I, I can function. I can take care of I'm not groggy. I'm not any of those things because and neither is my child because yeah. I didn't have any of that stuff that's right except I had integrating which always knocks me out anyway because <laughs> I'm a lightweight and I barely take Tylenol so uh, uh, yeah. but it helped with my mom so right yeah. and yes. how big was Ava? <sighs> I think Ava was three pounds no she was right at 20 inches eight pounds
to look. Aww. I got to do all of that. So that was very special. So just that like first bonding thing. Mm-hmm. I suggest I know they want dads to do it, but Leo'll never be in healthcare. <laughs> he can't take the flu. No, he barely watch my healthcare shows with me. <laughs> That's okay. That's, That's okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, so I got to do that, which is so special. That's wonderful. Yeah. And how did you how did you feel, Lee, about watching your baby being born? Well, it was um, it's kind of rough just dealing with the transition of people. Yeah. Um, and the constant revolving door. Yeah. Um. So the second time around, having having an advocate that. A constant person you could go to mm-hmm. with those questions and concerns mm-hmm. made things so much easier. Yeah, that's so I think you did so good though, when, especially with Ava, when I was like, I need music. I don't need music. I need to play cards. I need you to turn on the TV. I need you to turn off the TV. <laughs> um, I need you to go get me a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> After. Okay, the same board, I'm starving. Please yeah. go get me something. I need you to go outside where all my family is so that they're not rushing in here. (laughs) All those things that you did to help me through all of that. And just being like at my side constantly Mm -hmm. when everything else was going on. So the bonding that happens when you have a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So you were you were her strength. Mm -hmm. And I remember saying like I don't feel good. Can I have the medicine? Can I have some fenugreek? Is it okay? And we were like, yes, it's okay. Nothing hurts. Okay. But really being able to turn to you and know that, like, okay. We're no, still it's on okay. plan. We're okay. Mm-hmm. We're still. Like, I was just, like. That's hard. So tired by then. Yeah. That's tired. exhausting. And honestly, being in that situation where they were literally not letting you get up and move around. I'm getting so grouchy. <laughs> I'm getting so grouchy. Oh, yes, I was very grouchy. Yeah. Um, but we did it. We and, did it, yay. Mm-hmm. And we learned a lot mm-hmm. from it. We learned, mm-hmm. I learned a lot of, like, um, things I wanted and didn't want. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of to preface that, it took us a long time to have a daughter. So we tried for two and a half years to get wow, pregnant. Wow, okay. Um, we were about to start fertility treatments. We were about to start IUI mm-hmm. when I found out I was pregnant with her. Wow. Um, so, like, we went through all the testing and all these things. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, you're like, well, I tried so hard for this. I want it to be perfect. Yeah. I have this thing in mind. Yeah. And then when it's not perfect, because it's never you know, even though I did, like, do my goals of having an unmedicated birth, mm-hmm. they're still like, oh, I wanted to get up, and oh, I wanted to do this, yeah. and I wanted to do that, and I wanted to feel like I was part of the team. Yes! But you also had to fight so hard to be heard right. the first time around. Right. So, like, every nurse, no, I don't want to know you. No, I don't want to. XYZ and then they would just like be annoyed with you and walk out and you're Uh, like I get it I get you're annoyed but this is what we're doing sorry and you know what that takes a lot of 
of guts to kind of just like, you know, put your foot down and like, no, this is what I'm doing. It's not just one time, not just right. two times, like five <laughs> different <laughs> times, like five different nurses. Mm-hmm. And the truth is they should have been, you know this, they should have been giving each other report. Mm-hmm. Like if you have to go into another delivery, okay, what's going on in there, right? Share with me. And if they didn't do that or if they ignored that and said, mm, I'll get her to do it, right. kind of what like a competition, yeah. um, it's still unfair to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Check me out. Watch this. Right. Mm-hmm. And as you go in, and that's really just frustrating because you're going, <laughs> you're you're going in for something natural. You're not sick. You're not even even if you are sick. You know, having to feel like you're fighting two battles, like the the contractions and trying to bring this baby forth, and then you know having to kind of like no like just still fight with them a little bit and I'm not saying yelling or screaming or anything just no thank you nothing no no thank you no 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 so that's frustrating mentally that didn't help you but you did it anyway so you're tough Tough. and you bring up the yelling and screaming so when I was pushing I was screaming (laughs) very loudly apparently because I had the nurses in there you know the, the everything's all prepped Pam's down there ready to catch this baby, mm-hmm. and I'm screaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I know now, after having worked with you, that I wasn't pushing effectively. Mm-hmm. So I was pushing for a lot longer probably than I should have been, uh, could have been. But I'm screaming because, mm-hmm. oh, that's a natural thing that you do, right? Mm-hmm. And a nurse, another nurse, not one of mine, walks in and <laughs> to tell us to be quiet which I promptly told her in not a very nice way to get out good (laughs) Uh, and thankfully Pam told her to get out too and uh, thankfully Lee didn't make sure I didn't have anything to throw (laughs) because it was almost like now looking back it's comical it makes me think of something from a movie like (laughs) this woman walked in and told me I was being too loud I'm giving birth. Yes. 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 Naturally. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm scaring those other moms. Uh, sorry. Okay. I'm not sorry. No, this is your experience <laughs> too. Right. This is what we're doing. So I'm sure there was a lot of talk on the nurse's station about that too. But it's like, get out of here. <laughs> yes, I'm being loud. This has yeah. been a long day. You didn't let me get up. Yeah. yeah. You haven't let me have anything to eat. I'm uh, today. Uh, Nothing. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> so yeah, that is. Uh, there was a lot of screaming. I didn't even need to do that. Um, but we got through it. Yeah. And I can't even remember what she looked like. I just remember the door opening and saying, "Get out." <laughs> good, good. That was advocating for yourself. <laughs> in the middle the of pushing. Yes. Yeah. The middle, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but you did it you did it you had what you needed and you were able to say what you wanted to say right yes so it was about what two and a half years after right so my girls are 26 months apart Mm -hmm. yeah um so and uh zoe was surprised Mm -hmm. um so we had struggled so much to have ava that we were like okay well we had our baby and if it happens again it again mm-hmm. and uh, I remember you know going in for checkups and them kind of saying like oh what birth control and I was like mm. oh. 
We, I tried an IUD for a little while, and oh, yeah, it, it's not for me. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a bad experience with it, mm -hmm. and when it came out, I wasn't doing anything else. So then all of a sudden, we were pregnant again, and yeah. uh, I do remember we found out in, I guess, February, and I remember showing very quickly to the point where I had to tell my family <laughs> right <laughs> about Easter time, we had to tell everybody because... Um. Everybody was like, what's going on here? <laughs> Isn't that funny how yeah. you, the first baby you don't show for about 20 weeks-ish, and the second one is like, wait a second. Right. Why is my clothes not finished? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we got Ava a little t-shirt and sent everybody pictures. Mm -hmm. She was Ava's sister, and uh, very exciting. So it was really, like, so fun to not, like, not try so hard, I Yeah, guess. I guess. When you're trying so hard to have a baby, those, you know, years that we tried, and then mm -hmm. just to be like, oh, wow, look, that happened. <laughs> well, you just live a life. That's um, awesome. Yes. When and I know that's surprise. not the, you know, for a lot of women, that's not what happens, yeah. and they struggle, and mm -hmm. I remember that struggle of, like, every month going, okay, please, God. Oh. And then it is heart-wrenching. Yeah. It is. And then with Zoe going like, wow, yay. <laughs> like, God's timing. Yeah. Like, absolutely. Uh, and I wanted my kids, like, I wanted them to be close in age. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was just a blessing, and they were best friends. So yeah. I love that. And they can't remember times being apart. No, they can't remember. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Especially my little one. She just, she never remembers being without her sister. Um, but you can kind of tell the personality that our older one, Ava, she needs her space sometimes. <laughs> she definitely needs her time by herself. And I'm like, okay, for two years you were it was just you. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if that's kind of just first firstborn thing because she was by herself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like that too. I'm a firstborn oh, and yeah. I have all sisters and mm -hmm. sometimes I just need to be by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But why? Uh, our little one Zoe now she well, she can't even understand why she everybody's pay it. attention to <laughs> what are we doing uh, all together all the time yeah yeah oh that's and, awesome um, she's a baby so we we do <laughs> like, you're okay what do you, what do you need so yeah. the whole concept of playing by yourself is foreign to her <laughs> yeah yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and she's uh, she's a big feelings kid so she mm -hmm. will tell you she feels and what she needs, uh, whereas okay. our oldest one is very much like she needs time to understand her emotions and then she'll come <laughs> tell you. Yeah, time yeah. to process. It's yes. Okay. She needs that. Okay. So they're just so alike but so different. Mm -hmm. Really, really cute. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So tell us about you. So you found out you were pregnant. It was mm -hmm. great. Um, was your pregnancy kind of the same? Very different. Okay. Yes, very different. So with my first one, I was not sick hardly ever, but I had the, the hemorrhage. So um, regrettably, they kept telling me I might miscarry throughout the whole so, time. The whole time. So were you like on on edge the oh, whole yeah. time? Do you feel like time. your stress level was super high? Oh yes. And then working full time, and then mm. having to go get ultrasound weekly with my first one, and being told you're like. Might just might not stick. You know, oh, gosh. Might not happen, and you're like, nope. And 
you know, she's so strong. Yeah. She's like, nope, I'm here. Uh, so her little heartbeat was a flutter pretty, like, really. Mm-hmm. She was strong the whole time. Whereas yeah. my, with Zoe, my second one, I was so sick. Oh, <laughs> so no. So early. Oh, wow. Um, oh, all the time. Uh, you know, normally you're sick in that first trimester and it gets mm-hmm. better. No, it never really got better. <laughs> um, I ended up losing a lot of weight because I couldn't keep anything wow. down. Mm-hmm. And I swore she was going to be a little boy yeah. because it was so different. That's what everybody says, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So different. Mm-hmm. And, but all of the like other complications that I've had with Ava, mm-hmm. we didn't have any with her. She was just strong. And so we didn't see the midwife that often. And, you know, I'm running around as a toddler yeah. at this point. So thankfully, because I didn't really have time for that. Mm-hmm. And he was traveling so much still mm-hmm. um, for work. So I was still working in the cath lab on my feet all those hours and then picking up a toddler and uh, we had her in a home daycare, thankfully that was near the house. And so picking her up and then I, I remember him coming home one day and I would get sick like at five o'clock every night. Oh, wow. um, and so I'd be making dinner and then I would run to the restroom and be sick and then go make dinner again. <laughs> and he's like, do you do this every night? Oh, and I was like, yes. I know you've been gone a lot, but this is my life now. This is normal <laughs> this for is me. This is what we do oh, every wow. night. And it was just a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, and because uh, I showed so quickly with her, she just sat so differently. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, there was a lot that I couldn't do. I couldn't get down to the bathtub. I couldn't. So when he was home, I was like, oh, good, you're here. <laughs> it's time for you to do all the things for a toddler, please. Yeah, thank you. I'm just going to sit down yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, and then just working a lot. Um, where I worked wasn't very happy uh, about me having the baby. Because oh, so uh, I talk about it or be excited about it or mm-hmm. anything, which is one of the reasons I didn't stay there much longer after that. Really good for you. Um, and they're a great company. Otherwise, it was just a lot of like, you know. We're in the healthcare field, so we have a job to do, and we go, and we do it, and we work really hard. And, mm-hmm. um, but and thankfully, I wasn't um, getting sick that often at work, although I uh, had one story. This is when they found out that I was expecting, because I was so sick. I was in holding, and we had a patient get sick. One of the nurses already knew that I was pregnant, mm-hmm. and I looked at her, and she looked at me, and she said, just go. And I had to she run to you, the restroom. You were going to bring something up. I can't. I can't handle this today. Oh. And so the, the doctor we worked with was there. And was like, what's going on? And I was like, I just didn't feel well. And he was like, uh-huh. <laughs> and after that, everybody knew, I think. Because uh-huh. I just was sick. Morning mm-hmm. sickness was so, it was like morning, afternoon, evening sickness. Oh, my God. That's rough yes. when it happens like that. Yes. Um, and the only thing I could really eat and keep down were hamburgers and french fries, which yeah. is still her favorite thing, which is so funny. That's um, so funny. And so people noticed I was losing weight, and they were like, what are you doing? And I was like, just eating oh, hamburgers and french fries. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't telling you that that's that's So yeah, very, very different experience. I was so adamant that she was going to be a little boy. We only had boy names picked out. I was, and then when they said girl, 
that when we go to some it's like no, <laughs> no. I'm like let me see that ultrasound let me see uh, so yes very very different situations um, and then I had a very different birth experience too mm-hmm. with her so she just came out of the world Beautiful. Okay, so talk about that. That's going to be good. Well, wait, how did, um, so I think you started talking a little bit about this, but at what point did you, like, say, okay, we need, because of Lee's job, really, you just traveled so, so much. There was no guarantee that he would get back in time, even though it was just maybe two or maybe four hours away or whatever. There was just no guarantee. So what, how did you, did you know about Dulles before? Um, I did some, Mm -hmm. so like I said, I had done a lot of research on like midwifery and the business of being born and the whole like thing, but uh, I think in my head with the first uh, delivery and birth, I thought like, I can advocate for myself and I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And then it was just so defeating Mm -hmm. that I'm like, okay, uh, I don't want to do that again. So that's when we started talking about like home birth or going to a birthing center, or doing those things. And, you know, as I said, Lee just didn't feel comfortable with that, especially with him not, he used to travel Monday through Friday. He was just... That's a lot. He was gone all the time. So a lot of the care for our daughter, a lot of all of that fell to me. And so trying to figure out a home birth or birthing center when you don't know what's going on. And because I had Ava at 37 weeks, we're like, okay, Second babies normally come earlier than first, so let's hope they're not. Um, we need a plan together, especially. Right, we need a plan. <laughs> so when we decided, okay, like, birthing center's not for me, we're going to go back to the hospital. I don't want to have the same experience I had. Mm-hmm. I need more. I need somebody there for me. Yeah. And that's when uh, I had talked to the midwife group, Home mm-hmm. Star, and I was like, okay, who do you guys suggest? And that's when they brought up you, Josie. Uh, and, uh, that you had worked at St. Luke's. I had worked at St. Mm-hmm. Luke's previously too, so I knew mm-hmm. the staff there. And I'm like, okay. Uh, so that's when we called you. And after talking to you, I was like, oh, I need to interview other people. Oh. Let's, let's do this. That's awesome. um, so then we had like, okay, this is our plan. I remember we met at a Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And little Ava was with us. that our friend was a photographer that I wanted her there to be the photographer mm-hmm. um, and then I was like okay my sister lives here but she, she wasn't in the room with us I decided that I just wanted Lee and I for the first birth and now I'm like I want more people I yeah. want more people around me for this this time see how different each one could be yes I'm like, just I like just each need... baby's different each, each thing is different I just wanted more support this time. Uh, so I told my sister she could come. Um, and then my friend, Laura, um, she, we had set her up to pick up Ava. And she was in preschool at the time and do all of that for us. 
um, we have a family friend's daughter, Samira. She's been saved. She's 16. She's been babysitting a lot this summer. She was asking if she could. Aww. She saved enough to get her car. So. <gasps> That's perfect. <laughs> so, okay. Well, um, so I was just saying that I just wanted a, like a very different experience. I just wanted kind of more support around me, not just you, but like other people um, there. So we decided like that other people could be there. We invited our friend Gina to photograph. Yeah. Uh, uh, I had seen some pictures online of like looking at birth. Yeah. It's just so beautiful. It is. I, I like, think so. Yeah. That would be wonderful to get those first shots, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we had all this other planning. Uh, you have to like find a toddler. Where to have, who picks them up? Right. Like I need somebody on standby. I need, uh, if Lee's not home, who's going to take me to the hospital? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot to think about. <laughs> yeah. Especially transitioning from one child to two. Mm-hmm. There's just so much logistics that go into, like, you can't just don't go to birth, or go to birth and, like, okay, like, the first time I just went to the hospital. Okay, yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, like, the dog is at, the, at home. <laughs> like, who's going to take Ava home? Who's going to feed her? Yeah. <laughs> and it's that not just for, like, a few hours. Like, like days. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I've never been away from her. So mm-hmm. it's like that. Okay, like she knows that there's a baby coming, but she's like two, so yeah. how much does she understand of that? Yeah. Um, that mom's not home. Mm-hmm. So my our good friend uh, Laura picked her up, stayed with her, but she had the opportunity to experience the birth because it happened quickly. Yes. <laughs> so she came to get keys for me to get into the house, <laughs> and then just happened to be there during everything. That's crazy. Um. So, just to start from the beginning, so we have everybody ready. Uh, you and I had scheduled our like final meeting mm-hmm. before because I was at like 37 weeks. Mm-hmm. So I was okay, we're gonna have our final meeting and then any day now. We'll have this baby. Yeah. But we didn't make it to no. that final meeting. <laughs> so, um, I had gone to work that day and thankfully we were pretty slow in the cath lab. And Ava had been sick the day before. I had taken her to the doctor, and I had missed my own doctor's appointment. Oh, okay. And I completely forgot about it. So I was like, oh, okay, we're slow today. I'm going to call them and see if they can fit me in today. Mm-hmm. So um, I was getting patients up out of bed, you know, getting them discharged and all of that. And I was like, okay, I have an appointment for 11 o'clock. And uh, we had more patients to get up and the nurse was like no I'll do it it's fine go ahead and go and I was like okay thanks but she's already been at work for like four five hours right. at that point yeah we started at seven so um so thankfully um they the nurses told me later that they knew I was in labor already nobody told me because they said <laughs> the last one to know. Yeah, they said <laughs> that I would be talking and I would just stop talking <laughs> And they were like, you were contracting. You didn't notice? And I was like, no. I was just going through the day. <laughs> like, I wasn't in pain. And they were like, yeah, but you would just kind of, like, stop, breathe, and then get going again. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't notice, apparently. Um, so uh, 
um, get to the midwife's office and do the pee in a cup thing mm -hmm. and start walking to the, the room mm -hmm. and it didn't stop. I was like, wait a minute, what's <laughs> going on here? And I was like, you know, I think my bladder is just being weird. Let me go back. And then I walked back you know, into the restroom. I'm like, wait a minute. I walked back into the room and uh, one of the midwives opens the door and I said, um, I think my water is breaking. And she was like, what? And I said, yeah, I think... I think my water is breaking right now. And so they were like, okay, well, lay down. Are you having contractions? I'm like, no, I'm fine. Uh, I feel fine. And uh, yeah, yes, my water was breaking. Mm -hmm. Like as soon as I got there, um, I just really hadn't noticed. It might have been breaking all morning. I didn't mm -hmm. know, really. Um, I mean, you just have a lot of to do. And I wasn't like, I didn't contractions I felt fine mm -hmm. well let, let's stop and, and for the listeners so your waters can break and have a huge splash under you or it can trickle you can have like a small leak mm -hmm. and so it feels like you're peeing on yourself and you're like wait a minute I just emptied my bladder but more is coming out so it could be like little trickles mm -hmm. and so that's why it's so really confusing right because we just assume if it's going to break, it's going to break all together. But you, we actually have two layers. Um, and so if one layer, the outer layer, just leaks a little bit, it's not huge. It's just like a little bit of trickles. Right. Um, anyway. Right. And because the first, with my first daughter, it mm -hmm. broke. Yeah. It was that gush that you have, mm -hmm. that you see in the movie. It was yes. that. Because yes. come to find out that most women's water don't break, mm -hmm. but both of mine did. Both both children, my water broke. It was just such a different experience that I was mm -hmm. like, wait, I don't. You're not I, sure. I like, had wait. a baby before, and this is not what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so very different. But yes, my water was just leaking, mm -hmm. um, and so I was already in the office. Um, Lauren was also a midwife with Lone Star. She's been my uh, gynecological provider since I was probably 19 years old so we were very close and she was on call that day so yeah. I was very excited her yeah. and I were joking that we were going to spend the whole day together whole night together <laughs> and we were gonna hang out all day uh together and uh so she walked me to the hospital wing from her office and I remember calling you and telling you like hey I'm walking to the hospital um my water's just barely broken not having contractions, but they just want to check me out, make sure I'm okay, and we're just getting started. Mm -hmm. We're in here for the long haul. I remember like, don't rush. <laughs> Let's tell everybody. <laughs> and calling Lee, and once again, he was in Dallas. Ah. So I was like, hey, you need to get home. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have a baby. Get home. And he's like, okay, we'll have some time. But again, thinking what you experienced the first time. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I mentioned to Lauren, like, hey, you know, I woke up in the middle of the night and felt a trickle like this mm -hmm. last night. And she mm -hmm. was like, oh, you, you might have been broken for longer than you thought. Mm -hmm. uh, we may want to start some Pitocin because you're not contracting very much right now. You know, she's walking down the hall with me. Mm -hmm. I said, okay, that's fine, but we're going to start it real low and slow. Mm -hmm. Like, lowest dose you can give me mm -hmm. that's it that, 
that's all you get. I'm okay with starting it. I'm, you know, something's going on. We need to, like, I don't want my water to be broken for a long time and mm -hmm. get the implications of that. But we're not going to start a bunch of Pitocin. We're not yeah. going to do that. So we discussed it. She agreed. Um, they hook me up to the monitors. And my sister comes, and she has my bag. My bag is full of snacks. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. With my music, my laptop, and I made like um, a whole playlist that I wanted to play. I had my coloring book, I had crayons, mm -hmm. lots of things. I called my friend Gina, who was going to take pictures. I said, "Okay, get your ring scan. We're going to go ahead and admit me." my friend Laura, hey, can you come and get the keys and get my kids? So I had everybody on their way. And of course, everybody's like, where's Leah? And I was like, he's going home with Alice. We'll be here when you can. Uh, we have plenty of time. I remember saying that several mm -hmm. times. So um, I get in the room, get hooked up, all of that. And I remember telling the nurses, I'm having a natural delivery. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've already talked to Lauren. We are letting me walk around. You can monitor this baby for a little bit. But then I'm getting up. Yeah. We're not. We're not doing that this time. So I have my doula coming. I have a lot of people coming. Get ready. This mm -hmm. is what we're doing. And um, there were two nurses. I remember that. And I remember them both being like, huh, "Okay," uh, a little bit. Like, huh, "Okay." And I'm like, that's fine. You can be okay. Yeah. I, I got an army with me this time. Gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I like that. I got an army. I love that. That's fine. That's so, um, get my laptop set up, get all the things, hide my snacks, because then I don't eat anything, <laughs> drink anything, and I don't advise anybody to do that. It's just I warning. do. I do. It's different now. Oh, they let yeah. you eat? Yeah. Well, yeah. They're, they're just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Can't do anything. Um, so then I remember you got there, and I, my sister was already there, my friend was there, and I'm just sitting in the bed joking and laughing mm -hmm. with everybody and yep. coloring, and I yeah. had some great pictures of myself coloring, uh, and I started the Pitocin, but it was really low, I don't remember how fast it was. I think was. it was just one. One, one yeah. One. It was really low, mm -hmm. and as soon as I got hooked up, they were like, you are contracting, you mm -hmm. don't feel that? I'm like, no, I'm good. Um, and I think I just felt like pressure, maybe, yeah. but never any pain. And then uh, Lauren came in, and I said, okay, where's my bounce ball? And, like, do they have the heart rate monitors that they need? And they have their rhythms, and I can get up now. And she's like, yep, yeah, you can get up now. And, you know, she talked to you for a little bit. Mm -hmm. My sisters were there. Laura was there. And we're all just kind of yeah. Party. Yeah. And I remember her saying, like, okay, well, we're going to have a fun day. Like, labor's <laughs> just starting. And I said, okay, I'm going to get up now. Uh, and I had, like, a little granola bar, I think. And I had my uh, music. I was listening to Mercy Me. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> and I got, Lauren left, and I got up. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh. Wait a minute. I, you didn't get all the way up. No, I, I didn't get all the way up. Uh, I did stand up for a minute. I remember standing up because I wanted to go to the restroom. Yes. The nurse was in the room, too. Remember? Yes. Okay. I do remember okay. that because they were like, and part of this, I don't remember all of 
Okay, I can fill in the gap. You can fill in the gap. I can't remember. Okay. Because I feel like it was so primal. Like, that's the best way to describe it. absolutely. It was just so different. Mm -hmm. I remember getting up and feeling like, oh, something's changed. This is very different. And then I couldn't walk. No. (laughs) I couldn't move. I couldn't move. I just was just there. I don't remember if I was standing or if I was sitting on the side of the bed. I don't remember that mm-hmm. part. But I remember, like, at one point, the ball, the birthing ball was under me, and I just kind of went on the bed and made this sound that I don't think I could recreate. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> That's right. Of, That's like, right. the yeah. pressure yeah. that I had. Yeah. And I remember feeling her just drop. Yeah. Like, just... And just, I was delivering a baby. And I remember you Uh telling my sister and my friend Laura, go get those nurses now. We're going to have this baby. Just, I don't remember exactly what you said, but Mm -hmm. my sister's like, yeah, she was like, go, go outside, (laughs) go outside right now. And um, they came back in and and I remember them saying, well, do you just need to poop? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I was like. I think you said, no, <laughs> no, that's not what this is. Jesus says, okay, so you really were just like you are right now. You, moments before, you were, like you do that that therapy coloring with the really cool little pictures, and we're just sitting there and talking, and I'm thinking too, oh, this is going to be, oh, Lee will be here. Oh, uh, probably... <laughs> I, I think I remember saying, it, watch, as soon as he walks in, the baby will be, like, mm-hmm. coming out. Like, I figured it would be super, super fast, like, four or five hours, whatever his driving mm-hmm. time was supposed to be. I thought that's what it was going to be. And I remember, because I was on this side of the room, and, and you were on the bed, and you um, said you had to use the restroom. And so, I don't know if your recollection is right or mine, but I... I remember seeing you with one leg down and one leg up trying to get off the bed and you made this sound and you were like, oh, and she was like, the nurse looked at me. She probably has to go to the bathroom. I was like, no. <laughs> she goes, she looked at me like, mm, yeah, yeah I she's that. fine. Because you I was fine until were I wasn't. completely <laughs> fine and all of a sudden it was like this bearing down. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's the baby. That is not poop (laughs) and (laughs) and that's when everybody ran literally Mm -hmm. yeah and lauren says that she thought the nurses must be new because she had just talked to me and i was not in active labor and why did why were they calling she hasn't made it back to her office and that's what the i think the nurse said but she said but she just got checked and she wasn't that and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is different. Come on now. No, this is the baby for mm-hmm. sure. And I don't remember even where I was. I was pretty dilated in the face. I wasn't all the way, Mm-mm. but I was pretty good when they checked me. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember. I don't I remember where I, I don't was. But I don't think you were in transition. Like, no. I don't think you were that far along. You might have, I don't even, I can guess, but I don't know. No. And I was uh, at the point, too, where I told the nurses, like, you're not allowed to check me. Yeah. Only the midwife can check me. Yes. That's it. I yes. don't want excessive checks. Especially since want... you're, we're ruptured, but still, right. that's an invasive thing. Right. It's invasive. 
And that was a big difference from the first, where they were constantly checking, trying right? to check. Yeah, and, and it was, yeah, it was every nurse that came in was like, okay, we need to check. So. <laughs> Did you look at the notes when I was just asking? Yes, I got checked a lot the first time. It was like, no, you're not touching me Good this time. Good for you. Thanks. No. Sometimes it's hard to, to even know that you can say no. Right. Especially yes. for something like that because they're, it sounds like vital information. Mm -hmm. I need to know how much you are now. I can see how much you progressed in this amount of time and I need to document and blah, blah, blah. It's just, they do have to document, but is it really a good determination of when this baby's going to come out? Absolutely I'm a not. great example of why it is not. Yes. Because yeah, it, it was not. Yeah. It, it was, was moments. It was moments later. Yeah, yeah, moments later. Yeah. Um, yes, and yeah. so then I remember, like, trying to get back in the bed, and I wasn't fully unclothed yet. No, you weren't. And so my sister and my friend had to help me with that because I couldn't do that because I was like grunting with something. <laughs> yeah, you were yeah. uh, making these sounds, and then <laughs> I do remember having one leg off the bed and one like on the bed and the nurses are like no we don't have anything set up yet <laughs> and me thinking to myself no <laughs> my body does not care this yeah. baby does not care that you don't have the room set up yeah she doesn't nobody was nobody right. cares nobody, no, was right. yeah. nobody cared either. yes i um, mean they cared but you didn't care the baby didn't care nope um, right and then i remember you too like of pushing on my hips because then all of a sudden I was in pain and I was having like those deep contractions and yeah. you breathing with me mm -hmm. and you telling me like put your chin down you're down this way and that voice your voice of just like mm -hmm. comfort in that mm -hmm. moment of like not having like just you lose control mm -hmm. of your everything you do it's so vulnerable. beautiful it's beautiful and right. vulnerable and Kind of surreal. Yes. Bit, right? And it's so funny because you, like, I can remember it, but mm -hmm. it's almost like it's not you because it's just your body to, takes over. It really does. Yeah. And I remember Lauren walking in and getting one glove on and then, <laughs> one glove. yeah, and then catching, really. She just caught Zoe, mm -hmm. barely, and she was out. It was beautiful. It was. And then I felt fine again. <laughs> You're like, okay, can I get a burger? <laughs> Oh, I do remember saying when she was crowning, I remember saying the ring of fire is, is, real. is real. It's here. And uh, I could still have my music on. I still had my CD on. And um, my sister holding my leg and me being on my side. And um, yeah, then she was here in the world. And uh, I got to cut her umbilical cord too and put her on my chest. And I swear, she lifted her head up and looked around, like, hi, I'm here. And that is still who she is today. Hello, I'm here. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yes. That's her personality. Doesn't Zoe mean life? Yes. Right? So, like, mm -hmm. that's her. Uh, and her middle name is Abigail, which means gifts to my father. And was like, yay, you didn't make it, but she's your gift. Uh, she's for you. Um, so, yes. So, she's born. We're fine. Everybody's fine. It's the talk of 
Everyone. Everyone. She was so and quick. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, I went from, I feel fine, let's walk around, to, uh, no, and giving birth to her, to, oh, I'm fine again. And I remember after she was born, right after she was born, it was like three in the afternoon. So, you know, 11.30 or so is when we, when I decided, oh, my water is breaking. Mm -hmm. And then she was born like right at after 3.19. So that was the, the whole labor. That's it. That was it. Mm -hmm. And my friend Laura, who was going to pick up my our other daughter, Ava, was like, um, I have to go. To go get her from school, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." <laughs> she was like, "We didn't expect. I thought we were gonna. I was like, I wasn't gonna be here that long for all that excitement." <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. it was so funny. I do remember that afterwards. She's like, "Okay, I'm leaving now," and our photographer didn't make it either until after she got there. So as soon as Zoe was born, she was there. And she mm -hmm. had those first beautiful pictures of her. Uh, so she missed the excitement. She was like, wait, I thought we were going to be here all day. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm -hmm. And then an hour and a half later, you showed up. Mm -hmm. So, did you call him or did you call him? Oh, yeah, I did. Or did somebody call him? Who no, called you, him? you called. I don't remember that. <laughs> you called when uh, you were in, at the office and they were going to admit you. But did I call you after she was born? Or did somebody else call you? I do remember that anyway. No, you didn't call me at that point. I think it was your sister. Right. Yeah. Just and to let you know. She called. <laughs> and I was going, probably double the speed limit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, maybe a little more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and going around Austin, because oh, there's right. no way to get through Austin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. stuck in traffic, yeah. And I was like, what? Right. Because I was just following you for a minute. And I was like, oh, I can slow down. <laughs> what? I didn't mean, rush so much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> But I remember you walking into the room, uh, and I was sitting on the couch because I didn't want to be in bed, <laughs> and I had Zoe mm -hmm. with me, and I remember you walking in, and I got up with her, and I walked to the door, and you're walking in, and I said, there's your daughter. Yeah. And Gina Aww. got a beautiful picture <gasps> of you meeting Zoe. Yeah, I have that picture. Yeah, beautiful picture. I need to see that. Mm -hmm. And uh, of my sister holding Zoe, too, right after she was born. She's looking at her, and they're looking at each other. So beautiful memories yeah. that we have afterwards. I think you were even like, no, it's okay. Go ahead and get lunch. Yes, I think I did tell you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. We'll be here all day. It's You're fine. fine. Go I'm ahead not and even lunch. contracting. Yeah. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Surprise, I was so surprised about everybody. Surprise. Yes, and uh, I remember the next morning, the, the 
breastfeeding consultant. Lactation. Uh -huh. Lactation consultant coming in. And I was eating a fruit tray with one hand and nursing Zoe with the other. And I remember her walking in and saying, I don't think I, you need my help. <laughs> and I'm I not, said, not my first rodeo. I'm okay. Because <laughs> it was just so different. It was like, wow. I wasn't exhausted because mm -hmm. I didn't. So much grace in that, right? right. Yeah, that's what everybody wants. Yes, yeah. like if I could, if, if I have to, you know, speed down that road like the, you know, Fast and Furious for just a little bit, mm -hmm. I'd rather do that than the long haul. Right. And yeah. second babies are quicker, and I didn't expect you. I didn't expect it to be as long as your first experience, but the, but that, <laughs> totally shocked. Yes. Well, even afterwards, because um, our first one had problems latching. And mm -hmm. there was, she was jaundiced. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just other little issues like that. That when it's your second baby and you, I don't know, you give yourself more grace, I think, too. You like, do, right? You do. Mm -hmm. If things aren't working, or perfect. Perfect. You're like, okay, well, let's try something else. Let's hold you this way. Oh, you're crap. Like, I, you have this sense of kind of knowing what to do a little mm -hmm. bit more. Um, I was, a little bit of confidence, a little more confidence right. in the first one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And just a little bit of like, it's not going to be perfect. And they're going to cry. And they're going to, yeah. like, you're not going to know what they need because you're just meeting this new person and they already have a personality. Yeah. They already. Like, you have to get to know them. They have to get to know you yeah. in a different way. Yeah. And they, you know, you've carried this child for so long that you're going to get to know all their quirks and mm -hmm. things about them um, that you didn't, you know, you, you don't know yet. So yeah. you give yourself that ability to do that. And then it was different, too, because he had to go home to be with our Ava. That's so right. He yeah. wasn't in the hospital with me. Yeah. Um, and I was GBS positive with Zoe. So we only got one round of antibiotics in before mm -hmm. I had her. So the pediatrician wanted her to get some antibiotics just in case. Mm -hmm. Preventative. Um, preventative. Mm -hmm. um, that was another thing is that when I had her, like after she was born, I put her on my chest and I didn't let the nurses take her for an hour. So good. And they had to do her like eye cream and her assessment, and I, you know, we delayed cord clamping for both of the girls. Mm -hmm. um, so I just sat there with them on me until yeah. we until I cut the cord, and then I was like, no, you can't take her, and anything you need to do, you can do with her right here. Absolutely, and a lot of people don't know that they can right. do that. A lot of moms mm -hmm. don't know. It's called the golden hour, yes. like and all mom. hospitals know exactly what that means. Right, so they were able to, like, you want to give her a shot or you want to do these things, that's fine. Mm -hmm. I will consent to that, but you're not going to take her to do that. She, you can, what's the rush? Right. There's no rush. Right. The recovery room's not ready yet. Like, there's no one you have to give report to. We're right. going to sit here and just be quiet and get to know each other yeah. for a little while. Isn't that beautiful? Mm -hmm. Isn't that such a sweet moment? It is. It's beautiful. Because mm -hmm. you just get to just... Get them in. Yeah, and yeah. they get to take you in. Right. 
And so there's been plenty of studies that show that it, um, that immediate sleep is gained. It helps them regulate their body temperature, helps them regulate their heartbeat, um, all the things that they need and that they're used to, which is your heartbeat and your breathing and your voice, are close to them. And so they adjust better to the outside. So yeah, that first hour she was with me, and then the half an hour later, like then, I was like, okay, I'm ready to get up. <laughs> and uh, you could take her and um, get her all bundled up, and that's when I went to go sit on the couch and do that. And Gina was there, friend. And, you know, it went back to just talking and laughing and just, yeah. like, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and because they wanted the antibiotics for her, you know, talked to the pediatrician, agreed, okay, but let's monitor her. And I do remember they took her overnight to get those. Uh, they did get an ID in her and they took her overnight. And I got some sleep. And I remember... <laughs> I was sleeping, and then I woke up, and I was like, uh, the nurse, where's my daughter? Why is she in here? Yeah. They're like, oh, well, you were asleep. And I was like, great, bring her back. Thank you, yes. Bring her back. Bring her back. Um, and her ID had gone out at that point. Like, it moved out? It, no, it was just, like, not working anymore. Oh. So they had to get consent to get it again, and I told them No. <laughs> And I was like, no, she had the antibiotics, right? And you can just monitor her. If she has a fever, if she has elevated WBCs, uh, you can call the pediatrician and Mm -hmm. they can come talk to me and we can make that decision together. You're not poking her again. And they, you know, they don't, nobody likes to be told no when they have certain orders, right? Right. Um, And I was like, and if you want to call him and I'll talk to him, that's fine too. But then he came in the next morning and he was like, no, she doesn't need anyone. She's fine. We're we're doing fine. And that's the benefit. I mean, not everybody is a nurse, right? Mm-hmm. So you know your rights. You know you know the protocol. And so that's to your benefit. But I'm grateful that you're sharing that because now other moms and dads are listening and saying, oh, wait a minute. This is the situation. Oh, I'm GBS. Wait, if something like that happens, I can advocate for myself because now I know. Right. And then go do some research. What is what is all this about? What are they talking about? What is GBS? What is group B strep? Right. Like, and it is a preventative measure. And normally, like, if if a baby is born, let's just say mom is GBS positive, and the baby's born, um, and the waters break right before the baby's born, you know, the pediatrician might be like, hey, wasn't even in there for a long period of time. I'm okay with just observing the baby. Right. You know, having these conversations with your pediatrician mm-hmm. you know say well what are the alternatives you know what can i do what are the benefits and risks of doing this now get educated ask them they pediatricians actually most will really um uh welcome those questions it's good to have like an informed parent right it's not necessarily a threat it's like well educate me like i know this much but what does that mean and, and what are the risks and benefits of doing it this way? Well, then we also had the pediatrician lined up as soon as she was born. Yes. Yeah, it, because, was our, it was our pediatrician. You know, so we didn't have to rely on one that the hospital provided at that point. Right. We mm-hmm. called him in. And yeah. he was somebody that you had known with Ava, right. trusted. We already had a game plan with him. Mm-hmm. We knew 
what his expectations were. He knew what our expectations were. Mm-hmm. That's really important, right? right? To find somebody who you trust and you really respect and that they respect you. And we noticed with our first daughter when we were interviewing pediatricians, because I did interview a lot of pediatricians, okay. uh, because I wanted a delayed shot schedule, yes. not a not immunization, just mm-hmm. a delayed immunization mm-hmm. schedule. Why do, why do I need to give my child so many shots in one visit? And that was actually very difficult to find. And trying to break them up to where it was just one at a time was almost impossible. Isn't that something? So, okay. A lot of families now are more so than before wanting a delayed or even delaying for the first year, nothing. You know, and here's, here's the deal. You're the parent. It is your choice. If your pediatrician is not on board with your wishes for your baby, you can find somebody else. You can find somebody else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not just one and done. You can ask questions. And there is is a special relationship you have to have with your pediatrician. There is that trust factor. And you don't want somebody who's condescending. You want somebody who's listening to you. Because even though you don't have a PhD, you know your baby the best. Like, I know she's... I know she's acting this way, but this is not her norm, right? So sharing that and being respected um, is very valuable. So shop around. If you feel like you're not um, finding somebody who's aligned with your thoughts and your your wishes for your baby, then check them off the list and go on to the next one. Yes. And there is some, you know, I think there is an intimidation factor, right? They have so much schooling. They know so much more. But at the same time, like, it is a cultural thing, and it's, in our community, we aren't as educated as we could or should be about what we are doing to our bodies and the healthcare and our informed consent rights. And because I am a nurse, um, I realize probably more than other people that we don't always inform people before we get their consent. We don't make sure in a great way that they understand what they're getting into. Right. And we could do a lot better about mm-hmm. that. So yeah. I ask a lot of questions, and that's not always received very well, yeah. but it is my children's health. That's right. And my health. That's right. And I'm going to. Yes. And that's, yes. and if, whether they like it or not, right. you're going to ask. Right. And that is your right. Parents are the best advocators for their children. Nobody's going to fight for your children as much as you will. And so that's that's something that parents need to own. Like, I will fight for my child. No matter if I'm feeling uncomfortable, you, you know, ask the questions. If they don't like it, that's telling you something about them. And you might... Have to move on if they're not receiving you and your questions and your concerns. So I was able to get a delayed schedule with both of my girls, and thankfully we did because Zoe did have a reaction to the MMR, and she didn't have the bad reaction, but her whole arm gets inflamed wow. every time she has it. But because I know she, that's the only vaccine we've given her, mm-hmm. I know which one it is. 
right? Okay, so <laughs> I say this all the time, but explain Okay, so we do delayed, uh, well, we did when they were younger, mm -hmm. and instead of doing, you know, two months, four months, six months, we did two months, three months, four months, and we would do half of the number of injections every visit. Mm -hmm. So instead of doing eight injections, okay, we're only going to do four, and you're only going to do two on this leg and two on this leg, and I want to know exactly what you're doing on each side, mm -hmm. because if she has a reaction... I know what caused it, and we do, can say no to that one next time. Right. Every time we've had the MMR, she's had a worse reaction than the time before. Um, so the first time it was just a little welt on her leg, mm -hmm. and you know I circled it and looked. Last time she had a fever, mm -hmm. and her whole arm was inflamed, and we needed antibiotics, like because her body just did not like it at all. But I knew that that might happen because we had a progressively more severe reaction every time to only that vaccine. Right. But if they'd given her eight, how would I have known which one was doing it? How would I have known? Because right. then I'd have to be like, oh, well, they gave her eight on this side. It could have been any one of those. Mm -hmm. But no, now I know. Mm -hmm. Okay, we only gave her this one. Mm -hmm. And we gave it to her this way last time she had a reaction. We give her this. There's several months that they give that one, mm -hmm. and even at four years old, mm -hmm. they give it again, and that's when she had more of a reaction. Mm -hmm. So it's just for me, peace of mind, because my kids mm -hmm. have a reaction. I know what it is, yeah. and I can. And so that. that is, so that is wisdom, right? So understanding what's happening to our body, how mm -hmm. it's not responding well, and so. We can question. Well, do we need to do this again? If this, if it's showing us a pattern of progression and and more of the body's being receptive in a negative way, we can make those decisions and say, "This is what we've seen. This is what we want to do from now on. This is our choice, our decision." But if you have I can't even I can't even imagine because my kids are older, right? And so the first ones, you know, they had very little uh, vaccines, and then it just kept getting more and more and more, and it's kind of ridiculous because you have no clue. You have a small body mm -hmm. and eight things at mm -hmm. one time. My shock really is. Why don't they think this is ridiculous? We don't give, when we're introducing foods, we give one food, the same food for at least three to four days, maybe even a whole week. Let's see what how the baby responds to this. And then we introduce a new food. But why would we, would we ever just give eight different foods? No, that would be ridiculous. If baby vomits, you're like, which one was it? We have no clue. Let's go straight to Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's get a turkey leg in there too. Let's right. see how they like that one. Yes. So using wisdom, asking questions, following your gut, all these things are super, super important. Don't ignore what your gut is leading you to. And it's not easy to do. Like right. just with telling the nurses, this mm -hmm. is how I'm going to birth. Mm -hmm. If there is an emergency, mm -hmm. like if something is going wrong, mm -hmm. if you see that the heart rate is, you know, D 
decelerating. If you see something, then you talk to me and you talk to my healthcare provider, my doula, my midwife, my doctor, whoever it may be, mm-hmm. and we come up with a plan together, not out of fear, right. but out of education and being informed. Absolutely. I don't, it doesn't need to be fear-based. It needs to be a partnership Absolutely. with your healthcare team. Absolutely. And no automatic responses, just right. because this happened, we're automatically going to do that. It's, okay, what are the actual options? What what has happened, what could happen, what are the ramifications of each choice. Right. And I know that I'm super blessed to have had two natural births in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Really, really blessed yeah. to do that. Not everyone can have that. So, like, I don't take that experience lightly at all when mm-hmm. I tell people to, like, educate yourselves. And, like, the, the way it is in the hospital isn't always the best for everyone. Mm-hmm. But if you want a C-section and you want an epidural and you want medication, it's all good to have those options. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that I am blessed with a high pain tolerance. <laughs> Yes, definitely. <laughs> and so for me, like my friends say, I made it look easy and their births mm-hmm. were not <laughs> easy. And mm-hmm. I understand uh, what a blessing that was for me. Um, but also, I think I prepared a lot for mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. read a lot of books and mm-hmm. watched a lot of things and made a lot of those decisions before I was on, yeah, I was in that room. Mm-hmm. to know what I was capable of or what I wanted to try to be capable of, right? Mm-hmm. And and had those options of, like, this is, if this happens, if something does go wrong, I'm not saying no to those things. I'm not It's not a forever, no, you can't take the baby, no. If I'm in danger or my baby is in danger, absolutely, that's why I'm here, yeah. in case something bad happens, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But until we're there, I don't want to be like having those conversations until we need to have them. Right. We don't need to be like when I say I want to do this naturally, mm-hmm. I want that respected. Yeah. Until you until there's like I'm asking or I'm saying let's have these conversations right. or you know, I'm in so much pain that I'm not progressing or I'm not we're not getting where we need to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but just educating myself, I'm like I'm going to get up this time, the yes. second time. I'm going to have more support this time for me. I'm going to, um, you know, like, I thought I was so educated the first time because mm-hmm. I'd done all that research, and mm-hmm. still it was kind of defeating to not have the support. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So that second time, not having the support of the nurses didn't really phase me yeah. because I was like, I don't, you know, you're here to do your, your hours and your shift mm-hmm. and to make sure that I'm, healthy and good and baby's healthy and good but beyond Mm -hmm. that this is up to me and my body and what uh, I already know I'm capable of doing this Mm -hmm. I've already had a baby naturally and I remember telling them that like yeah my first baby was natural I didn't have an epidural we're not we're not doing that if I need something for pain I will let you know Mm -hmm. if it gets too much for me Mm -hmm. and them saying like oh you're contracting right now you don't need to say that no I have a really like 
tolerances really high. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Fine. Um, and even, you know, when I was in that transition and that labor, I, it hurt, but it wasn't ever unbearable mm-hmm. for me. And I know that's not true for a lot of women. Yeah. So I'm very uh, blessed to be able to say that yeah. I had such a good experience. Yeah. Um, especially in a hospital birth when you, like, I'm a nurse. I know what outcomes are mm-hmm. in this country in healthcare, maternal healthcare right now. And a lot of women, you know, I'm Hispanic, I'm a woman of color. That's not true for a lot of my sisters in the world today. Mm-hmm. It's not true. Mm-hmm. And really, you know, advocating and changing that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that our healthcare providers have that mindset of like partnership versus let's get you out of the room, next one's coming kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Assembly uh, line. Right. Thoughts, you know, yes. like just kind of moving. Moving, going from one patient to another. Mm-hmm. And that's where like safe staffing comes in. Yeah. Make sure we have enough nurses for the patient load and for baby. And that's, you know, that's a whole other conversation um, that a lot of nurses are having right now, thankfully. Mm-hmm. But um, if you, as a, a new mom, aren't educated about it, about you're what you're getting to each other. Right, I had my staff. I brought them with me. I brought you with me. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I, you know, I had, I had what I needed to accomplish my goal. That's but right. I was also very lucky too. So it just kind of works mm-hmm. out. <laughs> I, I want to go back to that one point where um, you were talking about how one of the ways you advocated for yourself was telling the nurse, listen, I've already done this before. It's not my first time. I've done it naturally before. I know what to expect. And then the intensity, right? The intensity of that moment when she was just like, mm, I'm coming, right? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, going down there. It was intense, right? So right. intensity super high, but you knew what was happening. And so that's where, in my observation, there's not a major freak out. There's like, yeah, this is happening. Yeah, this is really hard, but there's nothing to fear. Nothing's going wrong. Mm-hmm. Everything's happening just quicker, but nothing's wrong. So once we hit that fear factor, when moms start to think something's wrong, I, I, I can't do this, not just I can't do this, but something could go wrong. Or I'm afraid of all these other things that maybe were hinted, you know, throughout the whole time of mm-hmm. your labor. And, oh, I should have gotten this and I should have done that. And so fear can make us alter our our thoughts, right? We don't, we don't, fear in labor and birth is really our enemy. It can slow or stop the whole process, and we need to avoid that. So information, right? Not just information. I love that you said this, because I've been doing this for a long time. And information's great, but information without, like, your coach with you. So another another word for a doula is a labor coach, right? But it's like keeping you on track, like you're okay, or speaking up for you when you need to in the moment, right? Like all these little things can help you achieve the goal that you want. And guess what? Another thing that is super helpful as well is if there were something medically that 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 shifted, right? Because we can't tell. We don't know. Anything can really happen, right? Right. But just talking that through with somebody who you know is 100% behind you 
not about being in that room. It's not about your somebody else is telling you, come on, get that, get around another girl already. You know, let's get this baby out. Come on, pump that Pitocin up. So, oh my gosh, the things I used to see. Yeah. Crazy things. And we're like, mm, this girl's going to go crazy because it's just too much, right? You're advocating for that as well. When you're in the moment, how do you know that that, what they just pumped up on there is over overkill for you? And your husband's going to be right there with you, right? Or anybody else doesn't know what that, what's happening right this second. You know, and so that's really helpful, too. I remember the first time around. I did have Pitocin the first you, time around. You also. did have it as well. And even then, you were like, okay, what's it at? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. but, but I remember them huge. trying to help. Yes, they were trying. And me telling them to bring it back down. It's too much. Did they bring it down? They did. did. I told them they had. No, I didn't. I couldn't have. Did you touch that? I remember that with, with Ava. I did have Pitocin also because of the bleeding, right. because we wanted to progress it. Mm -hmm. And I remember my contractions were very painful, and they mm -hmm. were 30 seconds apart at one point. That's when I started getting nauseous. Yeah. And I remember Can't saying, do that. Can't do that. Can you bring this down? But I also didn't, because I didn't have anybody there advocating for me and telling me that it was okay and this was natural and normal. Mm -hmm. So when that nausea comes, I know now that that's transition, right? That's active labor. You're, you're moving. Your body's getting ready. That's a good closer. thing. You're getting closer. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good check mark. Yeah, right? absolutely. But not knowing, I just wanted something to make it stop. Something mm -hmm. I don't feel like that. I don't feel good. And again, it being your first baby, and we associate all of those um, body responses to something is wrong. Mm -hmm. I need to fix it. We don't naturally just vomit for no reason. We don't, you know, get the shakes for no reason. Like all the hot, and the sweat and the, and the cold and then the sweating again, those are not normal outside of labor. Right. So having somebody just remind you, this is normal. This is actually showing us that your body's getting closer and closer. Vomiting is actually very helpful. It pushes the baby down. Right. Which I made them give me medicine. Yeah. So I stopped that process, yeah. right? right? I stopped or just it and I slowed, slowed it down. down a little bit. Right. Yeah. And I was still able to have her several yeah. hours later. But how much sooner would it have been if I had just let it happen and not had that fear-based response? Mm -hmm. Of some, I don't feel good. I'm so tired. I don't. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, you are. It's a lot on your body. It is. It is. It's a big but deal. The second time going through that transition when I got up, even though, like I say, I don't always remember. I do remember thinking to myself, like, she's coming. Yeah. This is. This is Insane. good. This is beautiful. This is like it's happening. Yeah. Right. And there was no fear in it. There was just. There was pain. Mm -hmm. A little. You know, but. I remember saying, like, pain with a purpose. Yes. Pain with a purpose. Yes. This, is, yes. this is what's supposed to be happening. Yes. It's supposed to be painful right yeah. now. Because in a few minutes, it won't be. Yeah. It's, it's almost it's stop. It's going to stop. Mm -hmm. And it did, you know, it, it so painful, so, like, I mean, it's not really pain. I don't know it's how to intensity. explain it. It's intense. Yes, yes. that's a perfect world word for it. It's just this intense, your whole body is pushing out a baby. Your whole body is. Mm -hmm. And then it's not. 
it's an incident. <laughs> and there's nothing that can really explain that unless you had it happen. There's nothing. Um, it's, it's like this beautiful thing. And even, you know, eight years later, yeah, I can think about it and be back there. Yes. In this beautiful place, place of just yeah. grace. Yeah. And, um, yeah. But definitely I can see how, you know, fear, fear of the pain, fear of what's happening, and not and knowing. Yeah. And not having support to tell you, not You're having lying. a coach, yeah. not having those things, being in a room with nurses who just want you to do it the way we do it here. Well, and John Paul said that coach, and you wouldn't be on a team where the one person trying to, to get the ball down the field is the only person trying to get the ball down the field. It, it's a team effort. And having everyone with the same goal and the same expectations, mm -hmm. because the rest of the hospital team didn't have the same, same expectation. Right. And That's I think that was mm -hmm. um, a huge factor. Mm -hmm. Right. And just the way, like, I think I was just treated differently when they knew I had a doula coming. I had people there with me, and I had, because they knew that, like, okay, she's not just only done her homework, but she has a plan in place. And, like, imagine if you hadn't been there, they would have still been telling me I just needed to poop, right? And that he would have gone to the toilet. Just, that baby would have been out yeah, in the toilet. I would have caught her myself. Yeah. By myself. Oh, God. <laughs> right? And I'm like, you would have done it. That I would have done, totally done it. It would have been fine. But is having that, like, respect and that um, belief in, you know, what your patient is telling you that didn't happen at all in either one of my so sad, especially as a nurse. I'm just, that's so sad. Mm -hmm. uh, like, just listen to your patient. They're trusting you. Yes. They're trusting you. Absolutely. They're, they're the expert in the room. Right. And so we're putting our trust in somebody who's not believing in us. Mm -hmm. That's so defeating. That's right. such a, a horrible thing. Yes. So, um, to other healthcare people or nurses that may be listening, like, mm -hmm. just... They're telling you what they're feeling. Mm -hmm. What is their their truth, right? What is going on with them? Mm -hmm. And you may be the expert and know, but I, in my own experience, every birth is different. Every yes. baby is different. Absolutely. Every, like, and not listening is where we have those outcomes that we don't want. Because yes. I could yes. have just had her on my own yeah. in the restroom. Yeah. But because I had you there to advocate for me, because my you knew, you had helped women deliver before, you knew mm -hmm. what was happening, and were there to be that strong voice for me. Mm -hmm. I didn't have her alone. I didn't get in the bed all the way, but I did have her alone. <laughs> well, and even the midwife, because had it just been the nurses saying, saying, oh. Huh. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you're right. Like, because because huh. the information was coming from the doula, they're like, She's like, oh, it carried more weight than just the patient said that 
she knew that she was coming, the baby's coming. And it was, no, we've got multiple sources saying the same thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. We're blessed with our two girls now. They're, you know, beautiful people. They are growing up to be young ladies now. And um, just, yeah, so blessed to have them and the journey that we've had to get them. And um, that is something, you know, I talk about with them. That they were, uh, Zoe, always like, you just came into the world. You were just ready <laughs> to be in the world. And you just. We're here. Yeah. Um, we joke because Lee was wearing the same shirt for both births. Not intentional. And Not so intentional. we still have that shirt. The girls have seen it. Have it. Should yeah. be. It should be in a shadow box somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're just very blessed to have our girls and have the experience we've had. Yeah. And they're they're blessed to have you guys as such loving and caring parents who really pour your lives into them. So that's that's huge and that's wonderful. And I wish it were more than that. Um, so know that they are blessed by you as well. And thank you for all your support having her. My pleasure. <laughs> It was quite the adventure. It really, I'll never forget. That was such a good one. <laughs> well, thank you so much, guys, for coming out and sharing your stories again. I love reliving it with you again. And, and um, this is interesting because it's funny how uh, when, when I interview a mom who's already had a baby and uh, quite a few years have passed, like, we fill in each other's gaps. Mm -hmm. Like, what you forgot, I remembered. And what I forgot, you remembered. And I'm like, oh, this is so cool. It's mm -hmm. like we're putting a, we're doing a puzzle together. And it's it's a beautiful memory for all of us. Because, yes. you know, after so many years, yeah. well, the, the feeling is still there. And I can still remember what it felt like. I can't remember all the details anymore. No, but um, the, the important things you do remember. And they stick out. And I, for, I think I read a study a long time ago that it, was sharing about um, uh, older patients who are suffering with Alzheimer's. They, in, in like in nursing homes and things like this, they can recall the birth. They can recall maybe even the name of the nurse that attended them. They can recall the major parts of their children's birth. How impactful were, were those births in not just physically, but emotionally, and it's etched in, in our hearts and in our minds. Yeah. It's amazing. It is amazing. Because it's such this, like, it's like this divine thing. It is. Absolutely. 100%. It's just, it's divine. It is. And if you get to experience it, you know, not many women do, but the way I did, of yeah. it just um, being so quick and so natural, mm -hmm. it's this, like, it's strength that you never knew you had. That you spot. can like get again, you know, yeah. later when you need it. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. right. You can pull into, hey, I did this really hard thing. The situation that we're going through, it's fine. Right. We're going to get through. I know we're going to get through. I know I've got the strength to do that because the Lord gives it to us. Yeah. And one thing yeah. I tell my girls all the time is you were made for hard things. Yes. So, oh, like, I love that. when you think that you like you're struggling with something, it's okay to struggle mm -hmm. through something. You were made to do hard things. Yeah. It's okay. Absolutely.
Absolutely. We all struggle with things. But yeah. Like God gives us that strength to get through them and do Absolutely. them. And it's okay to be frustrated or anything mm-hmm. like that, but you can still do it and yeah. get through it. And you will get to the other end and, and look back and see how much you've grown yes. through that process. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, thank you again. Thank you. You guys thank were you. awesome. And I really appreciate it because I know this is going to help so many moms and dads as they are approaching, you know, their big day. Their big day. Um, and hopefully they gather all the strength that they need from hearing all these really good stories, you know. We need more positive birth stories. We need to hear all the, the happy um, endings and, and trauma does happen, but that's not that's not always going to be that way. We either, yeah. So thank you again. I really thank appreciate you. having you guys. Wow, I bet you didn't expect that. How different is each birth just for the same family, for Jacqueline and Lee? First birth, she felt like she had to fight for everything. Second birth, she was ready with her army, and Zoe was ready too. Each birth can look so different for different women and still be within normal, but just as different that one child is from another. In the same family, Each baby has his or her own way of coming into the world. I hope you're encouraged by this story and all of our other stories. If you are enjoying listening, please leave a comment, subscribe. I'd really love to hear some feedback from our listeners. We love you and we really appreciate you taking the time to listen. See you next week. Thank you.